Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Jumped in the middle of these two guys. The 
sitting there, they were drinking, having a good conversation. She jumps in the middle and she says, yeah, pop, 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 100 miles an hour. No idea what the hell she was talking about. But the funny thing to me was, I hear, because like I say, this is midday, well not midday, this is early evening, happy hour type, type times. Happy hour in day at 6 o'clock. So 5.30 is still slightly early. Um, so I hear a phone ring. You can hear this phone. That's how quiet this place is at this time. You can hear the freaking, they don't even, they're not even playing music as of yet. They got TVs going. You can hear the TV. You ever been to the bar? You can hear the, what the people are saying on TV. You know the bar is not lit yet. So um, she's, I hear this phone ring. Whatever the hell this song is. This one got interesting, really interesting to me. She jumps up, runs around the bar behind me and over to just like this open area by the door. When you walk in, there's a little stand, you know, where the hostess is stand before you get seated. If you want to sit at a table or a booth where you can go to the bar, there's this little stand. Then there's a little, little open walkway space. She runs to this little open walkway and crouches down. Oh, snap. She runs to this little space and crouches down. Like, you know, she crouches down and um almost in the fetal position, but still on her feet. And she has her phone on her ear. You know, she's out. She has both hands. She was in both hands to cradle this iPhone. That's how I know she was saucy. She has both hands cradling this iPhone, has the iPhone to her ear with her head bent over, like how you do when you're holding the phone with your shoulder. So she's using her shoulder and two whole hands to hold this iPhone. It's probably feeling pretty heavy right now. I don't know how much whiskey she has. So uh, I hear her say, hey, babe. Oh, hey, babe. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm down here at the job. I, I, I stopped by to get a cigarette, a cigarette, a cigarette. She had been here like 30, like 30 minutes at this point. Yeah, I just stopped. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I'll be on the way. Hands up the phone, goes back around, grabs her whiskey, the whiskey that she had, that she ordered when I got there. She still hadn't drunk that whiskey. She runs around the bar, she grabs that whiskey, boom, and um, knocks it back, boom. And she's like, yeah, I, I'm finna go. I really wasn't coming down here. I'm at, I don't remember the name of the place, but there's another bar, like a couple blocks down the street, basically, from this bar. I gotta go. I'm supposed to be at so-and-so. I just came down here to get a cigarette. She done left her boyfriend. She left Bay. <laughs> she left Bay at the damn other bar and came down there to get a cigarette and been sitting down there <laughs> politicking with all the guys in the bar. Ain't that some stuff, boy? I tell you, man, it's wild out here in these streets. <laughs> so by the time you guys are hearing this, I'll probably be well on my way down to Perry, Perry, Georgia. Uh, that's where our state fair comes. Matters of fact, uh, don't really want to go. As I said, I hate driving. And I definitely hate driving early in the morning. But the good thing is, I'll be heading south while the majority of people are going to be heading north. That makes the commute a little bit easier. But the wild thing is, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen when you're on the highway. You never know what you might run into, you know, accidents roadblocks or 
know, whatever that you encounter on the highway. And then plus, once you get there, I hate being somewhere and I don't know the area and I don't know Perry. So you get there, you don't know the area, you don't know speed limits. A lot of times, you know, because you got you had that period of that stretch of road where you just kind of driving until you see a sign that tells you what the speed limit is. So now you're just playing the guessing game and trying to ride through with the, the flow of traffic. And that doesn't always work in your favor. You don't know where the speed traps are, where the cops like to hang out. You don't got the inside information on none of that. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. But the good thing about it is I'll probably come back with some good stories. I usually get some good stories while I'm on the road. And you know your boy, DeVille Dia, is going to share those stories with you. Meanwhile, I almost forgot. You can check me out on Core Confidence Life on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, great talk I had with Dennis Sumlin. We were talking about how to start your day off and just different disciplines you can place upon yourself to help you have a more functional day. And uh, like I say, I don't by any means claim to be the, the, the guru of discipline or motivation, anything like that. These are just my amateur expert advice on what you should do. I base everything that I tell people is usually based off of something I learned normally through trial and error, different things that I placed upon myself to do and you know just just kind of working the kinks out of, of life itself and definitely working the kinks out of things like uh, how to move and how to function in the workplace because a lot of us don't have a whole lot of experience in the workplace especially when you get to the point where you start to move up that ladder and you've never been there before you you don't a lot of times understand that there are certain codes of ethic that come along with uh, being in different positions, different positions of authority and, and leadership. So the field that I just tries to help y'all make a smooth transition for the people that went to community college like me. <laughs> so y'all check that out. We gonna keep the short rolling after this short break. Let's move on to the next topic at hand. This is something that I learned about the other day and surprised the hell out of me. If you haven't heard it yet, I know it's going to shock the hell out of you. Death Row, the mighty, legendary Death Row, used to be home of Tupac Shakur. Used to be the home of the infamous Suge Knight. Used to be the home of Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and so many other uh, artists that's just going down in history. Legends of Hip Hop is now owned by Hasbro. Yeah, Hasbro, as in G.I. Joe Hasbro, as in Mr. Potato Head Hasbro, as in Monopoly Hasbro. Yeah, Death Row, the once mighty, mighty Death Row is now owned by Hasbro. Turns out they were acquired. That's a new word I just learned from podcasting. They were acquired by a British company, uh, Entertainment One, in a $4 billion deal. So, 
uh, Entertainment One is known for shows like Pepper Pig and uh, what PJ Mask. Uh, and now they own Death Row. So I'm assuming, if you know better than I do, feel free to uh, hit me up if you're listening on Anchor. You can send me a, a call in message right there on anchor.com. If you're listening anywhere else, you can definitely go over to Thoughts by the Field DI Facebook page and just post on there. You can also hit find me at DVILLE underscore DI on both Instagram and Twitter and just come on there and tell me what you think about it. So, the Mighty Death Row is now owned by Hasbro. Uh, I'm wondering do they own the catalogs? I'm assuming that they own the catalogs that Death Row owns. So, that would. To my knowledge, I don't know if they, if um, like Tupac's family or his estate was able to acquire his masters. I don't think they were. And I know that at one point, Dre had given up his masters to Death Row. Not sure if he bought those back. But, you know, there, it's just so much music. There is so much uh, content that, that, that could still be bringing in revenue to this day. So th- that could be a big move. And I would assume that that would be why. Well, no, I can't say that because it wasn't like this company just went out and bought Death Row. They bought the, uh, you know, the whole uh, uh, company that owned uh, Death Row. So it was just part. It was like a bundle. <laughs> Death Row got bought in a bundle. Think about that, people. The once mighty Death Row that was bringing in all types of money. There was a time where Death Row was almost. You could say Death Row was one running the game during that whole East Coast takeover. Back when you had the East Coast, West Coast thing with uh, Biggie, Pac, and Puffy, and Snoop was coming through crushing buildings and shit. It was major. But yeah, like, damn. How old? How the mighty have fallen. And that's just a good, uh, a good example of why it is important to stay humble in anything and everything that you're doing because you never know what tomorrow may bring so this company went from just being this big this big monster this big beast of a company to now you know being owned by Hasbro to being bought in a bundle you know what you buy a bundle you buy cable internet and telephone and bundles you know what else you buy in bundles you buy playstation video games and and, and the freaking backpack that they give you pre-ordering in a bundle <laughs> You're not supposed to get a whole record record company in a bundle, but it did. And that happens when, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to speak on whether or not Shug was handling business correctly because I don't know. I don't I'm not that, uh, I'm not, I'm not that well versed in what Shug Knight was doing or what Death Row or whoever was running Death Row or owned Death Row at the time before they were acquired. I don't know what they were doing with it. And I don't know what. Uh, Hasbro plans to do with it, or if they plan to do anything, like damn, they could. <laughs> what if it, it's it's see that's the crazy thing to me when I'm thinking about the ownership aspect is is trying to figure out. And I probably never will know. I probably won't even dig into it. But just how, what all do they own? Because there could be like all type of in, images and likenesses that they own. Because you know back in the in the '90s and the late era, '80s, early '90s, a lot of these artists was getting chip they was getting signed to these uh shitty deals where they was basically just signing away their rights to everything 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 
I need to get back in the booth, man. The feel got bars. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, people sign these real crappy record deals. So, like, they, what if they could start putting out, like, freaking Snoop Dogg action figures or some shit like that? You know, uh, start licensing Dr. Dre's old music and, and Tupac's old music for video games and, and, and movies. Or It's no telling what they can do. I don't know what they can do. But I know... Uh, <laughs> You know, in that package, that there had to be come, there had to come some ownership of some a lot of artists' content to come along with that deal. So I guess we'll see going forward if anything else comes from that. So now, what we're gonna do? Uh, because I know y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some discipline. What I want to talk about today is being disciplined in the face of haterism negativity in the workplace because if you work for a place long enough if you work with people long enough eventually it's going to come a time where something someone's going to say something about you someone's going to have something negative to say and more than likely it's going to get back to you so what do you do in that situation where somebody's bad mouthing you and the information comes back to you relax i'm gonna tell you so i've had situations several times where um, I had people speaking on me, of course, not in my presence, but people who were bad mouthing me to uh, other coworkers. And the number one thing that I, I did to handle it was the same way that you address a troll. Y'all remember how uh, I told y'all to address a troll? Do you? Do you been paying attention in class? No, you haven't. Relax. I'm gonna tell you again. You don't. You don't address it. It's absolutely no need to address it. And I'm going to tell you why. A good businessman does not entertain accusations that are baseless. I'm going to say it one more time. A good businessman or woman does not entertain accusations that are baseless. If you know that you're out here, you're handling your business, you're on top of your shit, you're moving with respect, you're moving around with integrity. You know what I mean? You're holding yourself to a standard before anybody else can hold you to a standard. Then there is absolutely no need. There's absolutely no reason for you to address this negativity that's coming out of people's mouths. And I'm going to tell you why. Because everyone around you already knows who you are. They know how you move. They know what you're doing. Believe you me, these people have been watching you. Now, there may be some new people in the midst of the things and they may be able to they be able to fool them. They may be susceptible to it, but it's still no need for you to address it. Because the, the people who know you, they're gonna address it for you. Because when people start to bring up their opinions and talk down on you, those people who have been doing business with you and working with you for a while are gonna be there to say, nah, that ain't the guy that I know. That's not the lady I know. That's not the way he moves as far as what I know of him. So you don't have to address it because the other people are going to address it for you. Your reputation is going to speak for yourself. Your reputation enters the room well before you do. You know what I mean? A lion doesn't run around telling people it's a lion. The jungle knows a lion when he, when as soon as he walks out into the jungle. Or should I say it, the plains, the prairie, where the hell do lions live? Welcome to the jungle. Don't, it don't matter. You get to just what I'm saying. When you see a lion, you know a damn lion when you see one. And you know a bullshit when you see one. So, take this information, use it however you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. 
Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, make sure you get a good breakfast. I haven't reminded you of that in a while, so I'm going to make sure I do today. Get you a good breakfast because you're going to need that energy while you're out here getting shit done. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDI. Thoughts about the VLDI, the podcast. Make sure you go over there to Core uh, Confidence Life and check out Dennis Summerlin's podcast, especially that episode with me on it. Because why wouldn't you want to check out the episode with me on it? I'm your favorite podcast, right? Okay, lie to me a little bit. Indulge me a little bit. Feed the beast. Feed the ego a little bit, man. <laughs> but no, y'all make sure y'all go to check him. Go ahead and check him out. And remember that tomorrow, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be bringing you the interview with Golden Beauty. We're going to talk about sex, masturbation, polygamy, and all other types of things up under that topic. I'm out of here, man. Peace.